pretty cool. I've always wanted to do that. 30 bucks, Amazon. That's yeah. crazy. Cool. Well, Ship to your door free. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this week it is Ploof's pick. What are we listening to? We're going to listen to AM by Arctic Monkeys because it's uh, been about 10 years since they released that album. Yes. Um, it's another band with a name that you want to put the in front of. They're, yes. they're an English rock band formed in Sheffield, 2002. And they currently consist of Alex Turner, the singer, drummer Matt Helders, guitarist Jamie Cook, and bassist Nick O'Malley. Uh, Josh Holm also adds some backing vocals on a couple of tracks. We'll get to that later. One for Is the Road and Knee Socks. Or Ami. We will never know. I think it's Holm. But you, I think it's yeah. Holm. Home. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, James Ford also plays keys on One for the Road, Number One Party Anthem, and I Want to Be Yours. Um it's a yeah it's a good album i bought this a long time ago because well i don't know i don't like the arctic monkeys again i just put the in front of the name um i i tried to get into them a long time ago back in around 2010 so just a couple years before this album came out mm-hmm. my buddy jim really liked them and he kept you know kind of being like, oh you should <laughs> like them you like all, jim. you like all these other bands why don't you like them and i don't know i guess it's, maybe it's just because i like all those other bands more but um yeah i tried it. it wasn't for me and then am came out i heard are you mine somewhere uh, maybe Rocksmith 2014, and I was just sold. This is their most accessible album. Yeah, it is extremely different from anything else. Right? Um, and it's different from everything else they've released so far. Since. Because uh, yeah, their next yeah. albums are quite different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like kind of have a theme for each album now, versus before it was like British punk. Kind of, rock. yeah. They're kind of like rock the and or roll, kind of like the Strokes yeah. or like Jim yeah, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way of describing them. Yeah. But I was so excited when Blue picked this album. Um, I was genuinely surprised that this was your pick, but this is a banger. I was super into it at the time. I was the perfect age, being like nineteen, twenty at the time yeah. it came out, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a huge hit right away. Like my friends and I were all into it. Radio hits, everything like that. Uh, and it took me a lot not to do a ton of notes for this album. I'm like, no, this is Ploof's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rock this thing. Uh, I had like I went and closed the 30 tabs I had opened for all the references. Oh, man. I, like, <laughs> I, uh, I I don't have anywhere near as in depth of notes for that because like honestly, I I love the album, but I'm just not a big Arctic Monkeys fan. So yeah. for me, this whole album is like lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. and it's just that kind of like sexy, sultry, groovy rock kind of tone mm-hmm. and. Um, they just crushed it. It's they, yeah. They caught lightning in a bottle, and and they haven't done it since. Um, it's their fifth studio album. So, how many do they have now? They got like eight or ten. Like I think they only released two more. Oh, okay. Uh, Base, Tranquil, yeah. Hotel, and Casino, and then the Car, which recently came out. And the Hotel one is based like on a hotel. Sure. Uh, and then the Car is, I think, more of a traditional album. But um, this album, I think, has held up over all this time. Oh, yeah. It definitely feels early to mid-2010s, uh, but yeah. I don't think that's a super bad thing. No. It, same thing for me, though. I was in my early 20s when this came out, and it's a lot of, like, you know, late-night partying kind of. It's the night's winding down mm. kind of kind of, kind of album. Um, and I really enjoy it. it. It's cheesy, but in all the right ways. After reviewing this one again, I, I tried again to go and listen to some of their other stuff, and it just, I don't know, it, doesn't, it still doesn't hit for me. This AM just hits a tone and kind of nails it across basically the whole album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pitchfork gave it an eight and said it mixed Black Sabbath, T-Rex, Bee Gees, and the Rolling Stones. And I kind of hear it, especially Sabbath, on a couple of tracks that we'll talk about in a bit. And they're, uh, the logo on the album oh, is very Sabbath. Iconic. Is it? Yeah, because it's got like the... Uh, it's just the, the waveform. Don't make form. me pull out 
Yeah, no, on the back. Sorry, the band's logo. Oh on the back. yeah, it's, it's totally Mary Master does. of Reality. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I was. Make me pull that in. No, 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 no. So. You're right. I was wondering where I recognized the kind of like growing font from. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's totally Master. Yeah, it's even Master the name of the album is based on Velvet Underground. Is it? Because they have a, an album called VU. Oh, I didn't so, know that. There we go. AM for Arctic Monkeys. Hey, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too much into the album cover right away, but it's I love the the album art. It's just like a like an AM radio. Well, this guy's like, I don't want to get form. too into it, but let me get. Let's into get. Into it. That's it. That's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw Arctic Monkeys live last year. Oh, uh, nice. at a music fest, and they still play a lot of AM. Not surprised. There's like definitely the few hits from their earlier albums that they play, but. Ch- most of the songs they play is, is from this album. I hope they don't mind. I always feel bad when a band gets stuck into <laughs> it. But, I mean, when you're also making a ton of money, uh, I don't know if you mind as much. They were just in Vancouver. Uh, the tickets sold out, like, immediately, though. Yep. So I didn't get to go, which is too bad. But they definitely have a very interesting presence. And I feel like the band that you think would play this kind of music is how they're on stage. There's no interaction at all with the crowd. Really? They go up, they play music. He doesn't even sing to the same beat that he does in the songs. What? Which means that you don't really get to sing along with a lot of the songs. Because he'll be like, or why do you only call me when you're high? <laughs> like, it's all different kind of beats. I, it, I, I don't know why, but it just makes it really hard to sing along to. I like it when vocalists and guitarists and, and even drummers, um, when they do that, when they change it up for the live uh, recording or for just a live show because then you get something different. It's a, it's kind of a reason for me at least to go see the show is to get a different experience from when you just listen to the album. Nah, I want I want it to be like the album. I want that group feel where you're all like, man, the song rocks. If they change it that much where you can't even sing along to most of the songs, yeah, that's a little that's a little much because you want to sing along when you're at the show. But mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. I never would have expected that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, what did you think of this album? Do you know what AM stands for? No. Average to middling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a fine album. Um, I think something we've criticized on other albums before is that there's a lot of songs about losing a woman, mm-hmm. a woman who's too ex- yeah. obsessed with you, or a guy who's too obsessed with a woman. I would say uh, there's what twelve. Alex 12? Turner loves women. 12 tracks. Yeah, he's Billy Joel all over again. Uh, Billy Joel and Alex Turner both love women, and they love writing songs about women. Um, and the first one, two, three... Most of the songs. Four, most of, you don't even have yeah, to count, it's, count it's, it's most, most of the songs. Every song between five and eight <laughs> is totally throwaway, and you could get rid of them, and the rest of the album would be fine. I, I do that. I, I, I think yeah. the album is good. I, I, I like the album. I do agree that it's very uh, start and finish heavy, and yes. in the middle there's a bit of a lull that they could, probably could have cut one or two songs. I don't know if I agree. We'll get to it sure. uh, in the tr- track breakdown, but I feel like the most slept on songs are in the center. Interesting. Uh, 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 we'll uh, but I also listen to this album a lot when it came out, so maybe yeah. it's just that the ones that have been on the radio, my time with them is done, so totally. not the appreciation for the other oh, ones interesting. is there. But... Uh, yeah, I, we'll get into it later. I came to the Arctic Monkeys because I wasn't listening to a lot of new music on the radio. And someone's like, oh, you like, you know, so-and-so band uh, and you might enjoy the Arctic Monkeys. And I was like, oh, OK, let me give them a shot. And I listened to the album. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. There's some there's some good radio hits on here. Yep. Um, and then the rest of the album's kind of just so-so. Yeah, it's interesting. They actually made this album to make a studio yeah. record. Like a radio, oh, really? like a radio hit yeah. record. And it worked. Yeah, uh, which definitely. I always find funny because again I'm like, 
that much, I wonder if that sucks as a band to be like, hey, we're going to go make a hit album. And then they do, and they're like, well, <laughs> it's not yeah. what we've been making. <laughs> do we just continue to make this music that we know will be a hit? But it's hard because this one is so good. It is. Like, I, yeah. the rest of their stuff just sounds kind of generic. Um, and this is a lot of influenced songs, I think, and a lot of uh, melding of other sounds. But they do it in such a fresh way a lot of the time that it, it sounds unique, at least enough to honestly just stand out on its own um and yeah i really like it i I liked it back when i listened to it i listened to it lots in my early 20s because yeah i was young going out all the time staying up late um and it's very much a nighttime album and uh listening to it again now it was one of the first records i bought when i started collecting vinyl and i'm so glad i did because it was only only cost me like 30 bucks or something it's still about 30 bucks all right perfect it's still a decent value yeah um but I I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Sure. I, you know, I think that's fair because it's definitely, I think it's not, you know, for everybody, um, but it's clearly, yeah, their biggest hit for sure. Oh, far and above. Yeah. Like if you look at album sales, this album is far and above any of what the sales of their previous four albums or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, let's give it one last listen. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> You got color in your cheeks. Do you ever get that feel that you can't shift the tide that sticks and feels like a distant memory? What an album. What an album for sure. Do I Want to Know is such a good start to the album. It has a very iconic Yes, So good, yeah. It is like one of the songs that made me start to want to finger pick when I was playing guitar. I'm like, oh, you don't have to set a strum. You can like do fun little riffs and it's not even that hard. Uh, And every time people are like, yo, Arctic Monkeys. Like it's so iconic. Yeah. Um, The lyrics are just super evocative. The soundstage is great with just a bit of stereo play on the guitar. Uh, And the singing's really sultry. He, you know, he's got a good voice when he's trying to do this kind of style rather than hmm. they're more like aggressive, faster paced stuff. Yeah, he still gets to use that fast paced singing he's very known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just used in a very different way versus like yeah. kind of blasting you with uh, intense lyrics and thoughts to be like, here's something very sultry and I'm just trying to get all these words out to you uh, as quick as possible before the moment's gone. Yeah. Because like a lot of these songs are pretty typical of like what they're what they're trying to say like this one's just you're nervous that someone's not into you like you're into them yeah mm-hmm. there's millions of songs about that but this one like stands out in the way that it has the harmonies and that uh yeah really the background vocals really oh, add to this yeah the backing vocals across the whole album are like really very solid good a lot yeah. of the time yeah uh, this was named the 10th best song of 2013 by rolling stone yeah it was nominated for Best Rock Performance at the 57th Grammy, but it lost to Lazaretto by Jack White. Hmm. Gangnam Style. Gangnam, Gangnam Style. style. <laughs> that came out 2013? I have no idea. Uh, it did. What? <laughs> Fact checked. It did. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's got, it's got a really good chorus, too, that's just really easy to sing along to. And I love it when they do that guitar effect. I'm not sure if it's just a ton of reverb or something else, but it's just off in the background, and it really fills everything out. Um, and it doesn't feel too long at like four and a half minutes. Yeah, surprisingly, it doesn't feel long. Yeah. Like four and a half minutes. Like it, that, in theory, would be a long 
time for especially like a, a hit song. Yeah. But yeah, no, it does not feel long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only problem is that it leads into Are You Mine, which feels kind of similar. It's the same song. <laughs> oh, my God. It Okay. It is, but Are You Mine is definitely my favorite track on the whole album. I'm it's pro- very good. I'm probably a little biased because I tried to spend a lot of time learning this on Rocksmith. Oh. Um, but I don't know. It's it's so good. The I, pace is much faster. Yes. Yeah. I like the lo- loud and strong start. It makes yeah. it for a good transition from the last one. Yeah. But it's like the same... Same vibe. Yeah. It's a guy wondering if the girl is his or not. Yep. Yeah. It just said more straightforward. Instead of being like playful and, you know, lovey dovey, it's just like, are you mine? (laughs) The the riff follows the words he's singing. Like the way Mm. he sings, the riff follows that. I love it. And that's kind of interesting. You don't see that very often. Yeah. And it gets heavier as his song closes out, which is also interesting to me. Um, I did think it was a choice to have the same song back to back, and mm. also two songs with a question mark at the end. <laughs> yeah, back to back. Thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you'll find through the album that Arctic Monkeys does a bridge and then a guitar solo. Yep. Um, yeah. But it starts in this song, and it's good. I like the bridge at the two minute mark. Yeah. The solo is a nice touch. Um, I don't feel like I ever get tired of the little solos they do. They're never long. No, I love the tiny little fills that they do on mm. the guitar and the drums, even the bass sometimes. Like, it's, it's yeah, they're just like, you know, it's a quick, like, couple bars or whatever, mm. not maybe just one, and then they're they're out of there to either uh, keep with the song, keep going with the song, or to let someone else kind of shine for another couple seconds. Mm. So the video for this song and one for the road are basically the same video with, like, the imagery reversed. Which I thought was kind of interesting oh, yeah. and a choice. Um, probably I, you guys probably didn't watch the music videos. No. I did because I had some a, a couple of minutes, so I did that. Yeah, the same <laughs> amount of time as listening. To watch, <laughs> watching now. Um, I really for this one though, especially I really love just past the middle when they do a, a few quick solos and then the solo vocals that then lead into everything kind of crashing mm-hmm. back in around two and a half minutes. Um, it's not. You know, it's cliche. It's not anything new. A lot of people have done that tons of times. But mm. man, do they ever just pull it off really, really well? Mm-hmm. They're the most recent band to pull it off. You're right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we get one for the road. Our um, favorite musician, Josh Ohm, is here. Yeah. Hardly oh though. I I can't even he, really. He's barely in it. Apparently, he produced their first album. Yes. Like no he's way. been. He's known the Arctic Monkey. Sorry. He's he known Arctic Monkeys. Produced the album yeah. Humbug, yes, which yeah. released in 2009. Uh, if you don't understand why we don't like Josh Ohm, listen to our episode "Albums from Cancelled Musicians." That being said, things have changed things since have we recorded changed that. A bit. There's a whole. It's very messy. Yeah, we don't know who's lying, who's not. I he's still know. not a great guy, regardless. But he, yeah, he seems like he might a not be bag. as bad of a guy. Yeah, he's, but he's not as bad of a guy as he was uh, eight months ago when we recorded that. album. Now <laughs> I'm mostly just mad about him, like sucker punching. Uh, yeah, and kicking people remember. in the face and sucker yeah. punching. Still not great, but not as not as egregious as we. But on this song, he does a lot of ooh oohs. Oh, that's him. Uh, actually, no, that's the uh, the drummer. So what is he doing? Because I honestly, he's, he's got some very short background vocals in the chorus. Okay, okay. and the woo woo is Matt Helders. Interesting. I had I to look. He was. I, I had to look I that up because I thought that was. Ju- I thought that was him, like for sure. He he's very clear on knee socks or whatever other song it is. Oh, he's on that one too. I didn't. know I that. can't remember what it is, but he, it's one of the later ones. But he's uh, he's very obvious. Um, but I, this one, yeah, I couldn't pick them out like at this all. This is not my favorite song on the album. It no. feels like it's missing a solid chorus or hook. Yep. Um, the, uh, it just feels like a lounge song, I guess. But the whole album does. So like whatever. The guitar solo around two thirty is good though. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the one for the road is when I kind of start to 
tune out a little bit and then come in for specific tracks because I think it just starts really strong with the with Are You Mine? Do I Want to Know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I it, One for the Road and every other song on this album, I never skip any of them. Like this is this is one there where all of the other tracks I don't like. I don't not like them. They're just not as good as the other hits mm, that are mm-hmm. present. Uh, but yeah, I, I think one for the road is kind of it's okay. Uh, apparently, they don't play it very often on on tour anymore because the term "one for the road" conjures oh, up imagery yeah. of drunk driving. Drunk driving. And yeah, <laughs> it I sucks. Never thought about that. It sucks because I love the little hook they do for the chorus. Let me pour you one for the road. That's just well, good. now it's a primus song. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's only three and a half minutes, so whatever. Arabella. Oh my god, this is an underrated song. It's oh, got a good uh, intro. I love Arabella. It is a slow start, but when it comes in at like a minute, with yeah, a punchy guitar and oh, it's just so good. So the funny thing is, that is very Black Sabbath. The it's it's War Pigs. Like this song is War Pigs, and it's just completely different. And I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't know how they figured it out, but they did, and I don't know. They just crush it because it's War Pigs, but totally, totally not the same. It's thing. War Pigs, but it's another song about how a woman is inescapable. Yes, this Pretty. one's actually about a person. It's like his girlfriend at the time, yeah. mixed with Barbarella. Barbarella, yeah, Barbarella gets movie. Arabella or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Barbarella's this, a good bad movie. It, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a movie. This is the the song where I was like, man. Arctic Monkeys can nail a bridge. Uh, yeah, this yes. is such a fire bridge, and it yeah. has a dope guitar solo right after it. Yeah, uh, really like it. Really yeah, like it. Uh, Wikipedia describes this song as both hard rock and glam metal, hmm. and it is neither. It yeah. is just rock. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it, it either of those. And things. perhaps rock in the same vein as ACDC. Yeah. What one thing I really appreciate is the chorus is kind of hard to sing along to at first because of the way. Um, all the lyrics kind of flow together. But once you know what they are, it's really fun just because of the cadence and the rhyming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, Arabella originally, when I first picked up this album, kind of went under the radar for me. But the more I listened to everything, it always stands out every time it gets to uh, track four. I'm always like, ah, yes, my ears kind of prick up again. I'm like, oh, man, Arabella is so mm-hmm. good. Now we have a Queens of the Stone Age song. <laughs> I want it I all. I want it all. <laughs> this might be the worst song on the album. Yeah, it just it feels like it's from Queens of the Stone Age. It does not feel kind like of. it fits on this album at all. Yeah, like the theme, I guess, does, but it's, it doesn't really. It's do got anything that for weird me. falsetto, throughout. and I don't understand the sh- why there's a big shoe wop section for yeah. so much of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoe wop, shoe wop. Uh, it, it, however, it references the Rolling Stones song "2,000 Light Years from Home." Oh, I didn't know that was a Rolling Stones reference. He, he says, says right before to the that. Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I didn't. I just I thought that it was an actual like he's trying to get all spacey and be like I'm I listening to the Stones. I forget what album that's from. I think it's from their Satanic Majesty's Request. Okay, uh, sure. that's a good album. Uh, this is a pretty good song. Anyway, uh, this is not a good song. It's uh, okay. It is perfectly fine, but it is not what I want to listen to. Yeah. I enjoy it when it comes on, but I'm not crazy about it. It's definitely another one of the ones that I would, you know, be perfectly okay with either cutting or just skipping, but uh, it's not bad. That's the thing, is everyone that's like, eh, it's not my favorite, I don't think they're bad songs. Um, it's why I like listening to the whole album start to finish so much. Counterpoint, I think it's a bad song. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Jamie. But luckily it follows up with number one party anthem, which, which is Which is fire. not. 
I like the change of pace. Enough. That's and, the joke. And the use of piano. Yeah, it's all it's the number one party anthem. It's the slowest song or yeah. one of the slowest songs on the album. Yeah. Uh inspired by LMFAO's party rock anthem. Is it? No, definitely not. Definitely not at all. Not. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's 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 talking about how you go to a party and expect to hear the number one party yeah, anthem. So he, yeah, so this whole song is him waiting for the party song so he can go talk to this girl. <laughs> so he's like, Don't miss the moment. Come <laughs> on, party one number one party anthem. Like, come on the so- Don't radio. Let the party die. Like, please, I'm I'm uh, staring at her. Trying to think of what to say, but I can't get the song to have an excuse to go talk to her. And then he goes and talks to her at the end, and she's like, I have a boyfriend. Yep. It's like, damn. <laughs> I got so built up for nothing. So uh, this is the end of side one. Yeah, it's got it's it's got a, another really good bridge near the end. Um, did you guys really notice the weird throaty vocals paired with To Do Me No Good? I never heard it until I was listening to headphones. Hmm. It's just kind of spooky uh, around a minute 50. Hmm. The rest of the song reminds me of David Bowie quite a bit, though. I don't know if it's just the piano and the singing, but uh, yeah, something gives me some David Bowie vibes. I didn't, mm. I didn't get the David Bowie vibes, but... No. Well, I mean, I guess a little bit, but I don't listen to a ton of Bowie, so my opinion doesn't really matter. Bowie's in space? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like classic Bowie. It's more like the... Um, like filler songs like that are on let, his other albums. Let's dance, Bowie. Sure, not yeah, quite. I just want to listen dance. to this bridge over and over again. It's like, good. It's just so oh, yeah. dreamy. Yeah, uh, it really puts you in that club. Um, I don't know. It just is a very. It's a very cinematic bridge. They're, which is know, a little weird thing to say, but uh, I really enjoy it. He's they're good at writing bridges. <laughs> and like every bridge on this whole album, I'm like, yeah, that's the best Somebody part make of the compilation. <laughs> that's just every bridge to an Arctic Monkey song, and I will buy that album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the bridges. It's like the greatest hits. Hmm. Arctic uh, Monkeys 2023 best bridges compilation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then we get Mad Sounds. Uh, this is probably one that I'd cut. I don't like Mad Sounds that yes, much. Yes, it's the second worst song. Right, it's the continuation of the previous song because now you found the party anthem, the oh. Mad Sound. Yeah, it's okay. There's nothing really special about it. I don't know how much the guitar fits here compared to the rest of the album as well. It has a lazy, plodding pace, yeah. and that's just okay. I, like- I think it's nice to have a pace break from fast songs, but sure. it follows the only slow song. Yeah. So, yeah. like, why is this one And here? you had to flip it over to find that. I think it might have been a good ending song yes. to symbolize the end of the night, or an intro song, because it's talking about how music will get you excited. Yeah. So, if that was the first song to lead into these faster songs, it would yeah. make sense. Or to wind down after the party, but it, yeah, it follows the only other slow song. So it's yeah. like, why is this okay? Like, so, so <laughs> cool. you ended on a slow song and then you begin on a slow song because you had to get up and turn this over. Yeah, mm, very weird, especially because Fireside is next, and that's a good one. But Mad Sounds is mid. Yeah, fully agree. I uh, I kind of like the ooh la 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 backing vocals later on in the track. Yeah, I wrote that down too. But uh, it should yeah, it should be the final track on the album, um, or like Bell said at the very start. I think that'd be a pretty cool intro as well. Man, you can't replace the Do I Want to Know guitar if you can't do that. It's so iconic. Well, if you shortened Mad Sounds, so it's almost oh, like a beginning interlude, like an, in- an intro, like, okay. and then yeah. it went into that, it'd be fine. Yeah, I think cool. the worst part about Do I Want to Know now, though, is that it's been using so many car commercials. Has it been? I don't yeah, watch commercials. They, they use them for like in the Dodge commercials. Oh, I, I plug my ears and close my eyes. When yeah, the commercial you're comes not on. getting. Yeah, have you ever drove a me? Dodge Ram? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that'd make me buy a Dodge Ram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we get Fireside. Great song. Yeah. At last, the lull is over and the energy is back. Um, I don't love Fireside. It's a song about moving on from a love. I like it though. Is it? I think so. Is I it? don't know. It could be. Sure. I'd have to like look at the lyrics again to. Uh, this is probably the song I've listened to the most from this album, at really? least since ap- like after release. 
Um, I find it just the course is so catchy. I yeah. love the speed. Um, I don't really have a ton of notes. It's just catchy. It's yeah. a good bridge with a solid guitar solo <laughs> after it. Uh, and it's like, again, maybe just because it wasn't popular at the time. Now I enjoy it. But I, I think tracks five to eight could be cut from the album, and I wouldn't mind. You'd be wrong, but it's five a, and too seven many for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, we'll we'll <laughs> leave Fireside and we'll cut five to seven. Absolutely not. Number one party anthem is necessary. yeah. Keep number. What? Just cut Mad Sounds. That no, is we're listening to. No, just it's keep, done. Just cut Mad Sounds. That's not what I'm coming to them for. All right, fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really like the background synth that kind of comes forward around two minutes. I think that's pretty cool. There's more uh, shoe ups back there too. Shoe-ups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Fireside's really good. It's it's pretty shoe-ups. pretty solid song. Um, and then we get Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High. This is probably one of my other favorites. It's very popular. Yeah. It's another song with a question mark at the end. It is. They're, yeah, they definitely also, we need like more to do questions that. in music. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the song's pretty good. I love the chorus. Good imagery in the lyrics, especially at the start when he's talking about showing up when she's leaving. It's got the same kind of beat from Do I Want to Know. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, they, they found the formula that they liked. And they it works, it. yeah. Everyone with that beat was very popular. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and it's got that fast singing that Alex Turner is so, so famous for. Yeah. Guess what? Love the bridge. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I also again. like the outro verse as things kind of start to spiral a bit. Yep. It's like the reala- realization that she really does not want to talk to you because yeah. she's like, stop calling me. <laughs> it, like, it reminds me of, uh, you know, he's coming down and mm-hmm. kind of realizing like, uh-oh, I'm not even going to go and get laid or anything. It's just... Mm-hmm coming off the drugs alex turner's life is based on getting laid Crazy. and like this is like oh it's like every prozac. song is like yeah it's pretty much is prozac <laughs> if prozac was Arctic just at a bar wasted prozac. <laughs> if he was at a bar wasted every single song because that is what it is like even one of them is it this one starts with like yeah he's looking in the mirror which we've all had this experience when we're wasted you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like whoo yeah. <laughs> and that's how this one starts like he's like i really need to go home i have a last chance to get laid I, i'm yeah. not gonna, gonna i'm not gonna take you home i don't even know your name pretty much exactly <laughs> the song is. <laughs> but i mean it's good it's yeah. a really good song. This, uh the song is described as both r&b and funk rock and i don't think that's listen where are you true. getting your information just on the yeah, wikipedia page you know, and then it linked to the pitchfork review and they said oh this song's like r&b and funk and i'm like i wouldn't no, call it funk r&b maybe a little bit but not funk yeah anyway it's a fine song it's not very deep no Um, none of this is super deep most of it's pretty cheesy that's part of why i like it so much (laughs) just like the next song yeah snap out of it a song about alex trying to convince someone to leave their relationship for him (laughs) he's a very confident man (laughs) (laughs) it's a very traditional pop rock song yeah Yeah. uh back again it's the incredible rhyme animal alex turner ramming baby with baby hell yeah I don't know. I, I do agree that, you know, you shouldn't do that too much, but sometimes same word rhymes are like, okay. Um, yeah, well, Sabbath does it. Yeah, exactly. Get, generals gather <laughs> in their masses, masses, like, just like, which is that black masses? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sometimes it just works. Yeah, masses and masses, baby. I yeah. do like the lines, uh, if the watch don't continue to swing or the fat lady fancing, fancies having a sing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's funny because it's, it's nice. over when the fat lady sings. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. God, that's yeah. clever. It's a nice way to reword everything. I, li- I really like the tambourine or whatever it is in the background. I think it's yeah. a nice, subtle addition. Um, again, good chorus with great backing vocals and, uh, yeah, I like the guitar licks and how they slow down, uh, at the end of the chorus. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very catchy. Yeah. And then we get knee socks. I great love, I love someone the on genius.com says this is the best song on the album and I must disagree. Yeah, it's good and I like it, but I don't think it's the best song on the album. I don't like, uh, 
Josh Holmes bit on this. Really? No. Uh, no. I actually kind of like it on this. It makes uh, it sound like a, a Queen intro. song. It's got a good chorus. I like the post chorus, but I don't like the bridge and Josh Holmes. Dang. So. No, it's it's poo poo. It's poo poo doo. Yeah, I don't know. I actually kind of like it. Um, I like how they changed it up for the ending too, just a little bit. This is not a song I ever hear people play. No. Really? <laughs> I, like, I did not remember this song was on the album. It oh, has really? 400 million plays on Spotify, and I don't understand why. Yeah. I yeah. Think uh, it's be- be- sorry, go ahead. I think it's because it's between two songs or something like that. I don't get it. But Yeah, but it's not even between two. Well, like, I yeah. Want to Be Yours is a very popular song, but Snap Out isn't. No, not really. I don't know. And even like the Oops. title doesn't match anything. Like It just feels very random. Nope. It's about really. like a woman Walk. in her sweater and knee socks. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really match the vibe of being in a lounge, even. It's the morning after. That's kind of the thing I get from it, is he's, you know, he's gone out and gotten laid and stuff, and it's mm. the morning after. Oh, sure. But, yeah, um... Maybe. Yeah, take the bridge out, and this is a fine song. But. Sure. Yeah, I think it's okay. And then we get I Want to Be Yours, the final I wanna track. I Want to Be Yours, the final track, yes. Um... He uses the line, I want to be your vacuum cleaner, and that's my next pickup line. <laughs> yeah, this is the every lyric except for the uh, post-chorus or something like that something like is that. a poem. Oh. So, like, none of this is pretty much written by him at all. Really? Yeah. The oh, only I thing, didn't he, know like, that. He changed uh, electric meter to lecky meter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what lecky meter is. It's uh, an electric Just, meter. like, the hydro meter, like, oh. counting your energy going sure. in and out. In but otherwise, yeah, all of this is just from a poem. He just added like one little thing. Huh. Uh, and it's, I think the most, it's one of the most popular songs on the album for sure. This was a huge hit. Very good song. Uh, very romantic end to the album. Yeah. Considering everything else is kind of lust based. Yeah. It's just really full, the whole album. Um, and it's kind of apparent here the most. It's got really good backing vocals and I love the drums. I actually wasn't sure how they were making that echoey block sound, but I, I watched a drum cover and some guys using a, an LP twelve hundred four piccolo jam block. If anyone sure. else was, if anyone else was curious about that, like I was, uh, and yeah, probably a bunch of reverb or something on it to to add to the effect. But yeah, they like reverb on on this album in yeah. general. Like, do I want to know has incredible amount of either reverb or whammy? I wonder if it's because like when you're Wham. in a club or a lounge, like it is like the music you're hearing is echoey, even mm. though it's not recorded echoey. So maybe. they're trying to emulate that by mm-hmm. being reverby. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but this is not how I would end the album. No. It is a good song, but I don't know if it really suits. I have very few notes last on it. Song, it just, I, or last album. I think it should yeah, it should be closer to the front. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe in, in even in middle. between Are You Mine and Do I Wanna Know. Especially because there's no slow songs in that first part. Yeah. Like having that kind of break up the first half would make sense. But yeah. um it's also just a, a very good song to end your album. Yeah. Know. Usually you don't end with well, I guess. There's nothing wrong with any of your album with a very good song. But. Yeah, it's good. Go out with a bang. I like it. When most of your album is fast, I feel like you should just end fast. It's interesting, sure. too, because this would be closest to the center, which is typically the worst sounding part of the record. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you have the least amount of material left. <laughs> um, so, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, certainly a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of material and uh, uh, choice. How, how it sounds, it sounds pretty decent. I listened to it recently. Do you know where you bought it from? Probably just Amazon or something, because I was living back home in Yellowknife at the time, and there's there are record stores there now, but there weren't back in like 2018. I bought mine on Amazon, and it was warped. Really? Uh, I was looking at even reviews now, and people still complain about them being warped. Really? I was like, interesting. Mine's de- I don't think mine is. Here, it's not like awfully warped, especially with a better record player now, but uh, I was definitely like, oh, that's a bummer. At the time, it was not. some of the songs were not really super listenable. 
Well, I was like, interesting, because Amazon is pretty good at shipping records. For yeah. people to consistently have complaints about this record, I bought it in 2014. Okay. So, like, nine I, years later, people still have complaints about it. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, mine, mine's totally fine. And I think it's even, like, heavy. I think it's 180 grams, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. Yeah, it's really hard to... Well, it's not really hard. It's somewhat more difficult to warp a heavyweight vinyl. Mm-hmm. The lighter yeah, ones broad. are very, yeah. very uh, sensitive to heat. Well, the rest of the release is pretty great, because it's uh, in a gatefold, which they didn't have very to do, because nice. it's a single LP. We always appreciate that. The only one thing that I would have liked is um, the left side is just closed. So, I mean, it doesn't serve a purpose. There's a... Uh, oh, that is somewhat common on a gate. It, yeah, it's not yeah. Uh, it's not uncommon, you know, but it, I just like it. Like, just leave it open. Maybe I want to put the lyric sheet in there instead of... Oh, bundled with together. With the record. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it starts with a black front and a white... Uh, sine wave. Sine wave, AM radio wave is what it looks like it to me. It has AM in the center. Oh, what? I never noticed that. That oh, is wild. That's yeah. clever. That is clever and cute. I never noticed Very that. cute. Yeah, the sine waves make it, makes that AM right in the middle there. Um, we flip it over, and it's got that Arctic, Arctic Monkeys. I love this simple design. Oh, it's great. And I love the the white stripe on the back, uh, uh, black background. That kind of... Because Justin Ploof likes the white stripes. No, I actually really don't like the white stripes. But anyway, I like how it separates the two <laughs> sides for you. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Like it tells you, it tells you what's on side one and side two, which is always appreciated. But it's just Arctic Monkeys, and then the track list uh, below. You open it up, and you've got a whole entirely black uh, left side of the gatefold, (laughs) and then I don't know. I've I guess it's been so long since I've looked at my my copy. I don't remember this photo. It's very funny. Yeah, it's just them in like a white suit and black tie and, and white. It's and very black. Uh, early Rolling Stones. Totally. Early yeah, just like Beatles. a dress shirt with a black tie. Yeah, black and work. white. Yeah. Deep. Oh yeah, it's very craft work. Um, and then as for the record itself, it's in a decent little sleeve here. Uh, there's also an insert with the lyrics on it, which is always appreciated. Um, and then we've just got the same sine wave on the side B, and then side A has got all the track listings for everything on it, both side one and side two. Um, and yeah, mine mine plays perfectly fine. I it's not warped or anything. Um, it was a good pickup for me, at least, because, yeah, I like my copy just fine. Like I said before, I think it was about 30 bucks when I purchased it. Yeah, I checked the other day. There's still $35 yeah. on Amazon. I don't know, because I saw it on Amazon for $48. $48? I, like, uh, I paid $22 shipped yeah. in 2014. Total, that, yeah, that sounds about right. I bought mine later, like 27, 20, 2018, something like that. Okay. October 11th. Here's the whole date. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Nice. What were you doing on October 11, 2014? I also bought We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank by Modest Mouse, oh, which cool. I'm sure we'll cover someday because it's a great album. Sure. Mm. I, I never like got Modest into Mouse. Modest Mouse. I like always kind of wanted to, and I was like, you'd really like them. And I was like, yeah, I like uh, that one song, Float On. Float On. But Classic. like, right? Yeah, it's good. I do like Float uh, On, but I, I don't like know. I like The World at Large. That's a good we'll, song. We'll talk more about them when that sure, episode comes. Sure. Jamie, what's your final verdict on Arctic Monkeys, though? Eight out of 13. See you next week. You know, that's higher than I expected. It's not bad. It's, it's fine. It's a fine album. Uh, I think I like six out of the 12 tracks. That's not bad. Um, I would not include it in my collection because I'm not super passionate about them. And for $35, I have to be kind of more kind of more passionate about it. So um, if I could find it used it's for a decent price, easy. I would probably pick it up for yeah, a used price. Popular. Bell, what do you think? I think that this is a fantastic and consistent album that really nailed the alt-rock vibe of the mid-2010s and is 100% still worth a listen today. With that, I've definitely had my time with this album, and though it's fantastic, I don't know how often I'd go to put it on today since its popularity has come and gone for me. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to put this album in the number two spot underneath uh, New World Record by Elo and above The Lamb Lays Down on Broadway by Genesis. Interesting. It's really a great album, but yeah. uh, A New World Record feels like it takes more risks and is still fresh to me because I'd never heard it before. Um, after I listened to AM, I was like, oh man, maybe this is top spot. But I, I went back and listened to a new, new World Record again and listened to it three times. Wow. Back, like, it's a good Other than Rockeria, I skipped it every time. Uh, <laughs> Don't want to hear I, that song. I'm still, uh, I'm still floored that The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is, was number yeah. two at one point. We just have not reviewed like a ton of hit albums yet. <laughs> yeah. Remember, sure. we've only done like eight episodes or seven. Uh, so For this season? Yeah. yeah, so it's it's high, but there's still... 40 others I could go but, above it. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of listener feedback, uh, we weren't actually speaking about that, but speaking of listener feedback... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, Cleve hasn't even given his final verdict yet. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, let th- James there was, speak. There was let one James about speak. Uh, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. So, um, they, the, someone commented on the episode itself that The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway wasn't even the best Genesis album. Wow. I agree with them. It's not the best Genesis Which album. one is it? I don't know. Maybe did he did he say what the best one was? No. Wow. I, I don't know. Okay. So from from the seventies, I would probably say a trick of the tail. That's the one. That's the one with like dance on a volcano on it. Okay. And then maybe invisible touch from the eighties. That's okay. a good one. Or I can't. The, we can't dance. I don't know. Um, Ploof, give uh, us that, also to note on that we we read your feedback. If you watch on Spotify, you can reply to the episode in yeah. Spotify, or of course go to our. Uh, under construction website and there's a contact uh, form we can send yeah, us up maybe there. don't go to the website nice. um <laughs> wow uh, i've responded to a couple of nice people on the twitter i apparently i'm the social media admin so good job jamie thanks i don't know it, we don't trust him with that it, right. he gave me the passwords <laughs> he didn't give me the password to the email though so i can answer I'm the a emails. smart man <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit of uh, responsibility um yeah it's good i i give it a nine I think it's pretty close to being a 10 if they cut one or two uh, songs that that either stood out less to me or if some of the other ones just stood out a little more, um, then it'd be really up there. It's groovy and kind of punchy and cheesy in the best ways. It's very full. doesn't try to do too much. Um, and it's got some great lyrics and choruses and bridges. It's, it's just it's a really good album. I still listen to it today every now and then, uh, whether that's on my drive to work or it's at home with this very record. Um, it's the only album I like by them, like by a country mile. I don't like any of their other stuff. And I, I don't know if maybe if they tried to keep doing this exact same thing, they would make more stuff that I like. I don't necessarily think, think so. I think it would have gotten derivative. Um, even on this album, there's like I said, one or two songs that just don't need to be here. But, uh, yeah, solid nine, solid nine out of 10. Real, real good. Real good stuff. Yeah. Really good. I, I don't know. I recommend to people to check out the car. Yeah. I only listened to a few songs off of it, but it is pretty good and it's reviewing quite highly. Hmm. Uh, the Tranquil Hotel one is different, sure. So it's definitely if you're if you like the Arctic Monkeys, try a couple of their older albums. Five Hundred Five is a really good song, and a, a couple others from their their first albums. But the newer ones have more of this tone. If that's something you're interested in, uh, but otherwise, I understand why people wouldn't like Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. It's just not for me. I don't think they're bad. You know what? I also understand that people don't like. Our next week's pick, which is by our guest, Dan. <laughs> Dan Besser from Linus Media Group. He's a streamer. He's a musician. And he's picked Ask the Dust by Lorne. Lorne. Which is 
Electronic. Like Space Wave. Yes, what? but it's also sort it's of It's cyberpunk what? background theme music. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's like I, a couple albums that we've it's, covered. It's spoo- I see I wouldn't call it dark electronic. Oh, hold on. We're getting Listen, way we'll too- talk about this next yeah. week when Dan is here to defend himself. Uh, so make sure to tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. <laughs>